Matthew 6, Matthew 6, 25 to 34. Do not worry. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It is, is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, do not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has trouble of its own. Thank you so much, William. Brilliantly read. Okay, hi, I'm Sonia, if you don't know me. Um, I'm the youth pastor here, and it's my real privilege to be speaking to you today about worry. And I think um, God's given me this um, talk to give because I have had worries in my life. And um, yeah, I think he's got a bit of a sense of humor getting me to talk about it today. So see how we go. Let's uh, pray as we begin. Oh, Father God, I just thank you for this time and thank you uh, that we can talk about worry. And I just pray that you would just be with us, that you would give us ears and hearts to hear what you want um, each one of us to take in today. In Jesus' name, amen. So we have our sermon bingo sheet. It's got pictures on today for you. If you would like it and you haven't got one, I'm sure someone will bring one to you. But you're listening out for all these words and tick them off as I say them, and hopefully I will say all of them. So today is our next um, topic in our summer baggage series, and as I've said, it is worry. And I find the subject of worry an interesting one. In my life, I've had many times where I've been worried. Um, And again, I think God's had a hand in me speaking about this today. God's got this, is what it has in the little picture on the next little bit of your sermon, bingo. And he definitely has. And I've experienced God helping me many times in my life when I've been worried. The dictionary describes worry as feel or cause to feel anxious or troubled about actual or potential problems. This little word, worry, can have such a big impact on people. It is invisible and can cause such a lot of damage. In my life, I've wasted a lot of time worrying about things that I needn't have worried about. In today's society, we're told to look a certain way, behave a certain way, do certain things in certain ways, get things done quickly. Everywhere we go, we see people portrayed in their perfect lives with perfect families doing perfect things. Now, I remember when my daughter was a baby, 
And I was going to meet up with another group of um, mums who all had babies of a similar age. And we were chatting and we were having a lovely time. And we were talking about teething. And most of the other babies had teeth. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, she hasn't got any teeth. And I remember going home and having this absolutely mad panic because she didn't have teeth. No teeth were coming through. Obviously, it's fine. She's got all her teeth. It was all okay. But looking back on it, that really consumed me. Unfortunately, I had people I could talk to, and I was able to realize that it was okay. And it does seem strange to think about it now, but at the time, I remember really being worried. We can get consumed by things, can't we? Like I was about the teeth, about how we are perceived, how we look, comparing ourselves to others, thinking that we aren't good enough. The list can go on. It's so easy to do, so our lives get so engrossed by these things that nothing else can get in. In Philippians 4, verse 8, just after the verses that speak about praying when anxious and receiving peace, it says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What do we fill our heads and our hearts with? What do we watch and what do we look at? Does what we look at help us think about all this that is good and pure and lovely? How do we spend our time? How do we view things and situations? And how can we make this more positive and more God-centered? For example, if you become anxious about watching the news and worrying about what's going on in the world, it may not be the best idea to watch the news just before you go to bed. We love sailing and being on the water in my family, and recently God gave me a picture of a sailing boat. The picture was of a boat on the water, and when the boat wasn't in the correct position, the sail fluttered and the boat didn't really move. But when the boat um, is moved in the correct position by the sailor, um, and the wind catches the sail, the sail is full and can take you where you want to go, and you can move. God is like the wind. When we position ourselves like the boat in the correct place and trust him, it can move us along. Also, the way the wind works, you may want to go from A to B, one place to another in your boat, in an easy straight line. But due to the wind, you may need to do something called tacking, where you move like a zigzag across the water to get to your destination. Now, it may take a little bit longer, well, it will take a little bit longer to get from A to B, but you will get there. And this can be the same with God. I know that in my life, I've wanted to go from one thing to another in quite an easy way. I've got my uh, journey set out. But actually, God has taken me in a zigzaggy path. He's guided me along a different route that took longer but actually meant that I was a more rounded person when I got there and I had learnt more about myself, which in turn made the goal better. God's timing is perfect. In Isaiah 43 verse 2, it says this, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze.
whatever we are going through, God is with us. Sometimes when we're, what we're facing can feel like a big giant in front of us that we can't get past. This can worry us and make us stand still and stuck to the ground. We can feel unable to do what we've been called to do and rooted to the spot, unable to move. In a song that I love by Sanctus Real called Confidence, it says this in the lyrics. I'm not going to sing, don't worry. I'm not a warrior. I'm not afraid to lose. I feel unqualified for what you're calling me to do. But Lord, with your strength, I've got no excuse because broken people are exactly who you use. So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den, hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David, Lord, be my defense so I can face my giants with confidence. Without God, we can't do things to our full potential, but with God, we can have confidence to be bold and have courage we need to complete the task. Um, And when we let God guide us, we don't need to worry because he is with us. This isn't an easy thing to do and needs lots of courage, but we can do it. We are called to be different and stand out, which is so hard today with so much bombarding us everywhere we look. But God can help us to shine brightly when we have God's firm foundation to stand on. We aren't shaken and we can stand strong and firm. It's like we're all standing on big, strong blocks and the water comes and the blocks don't move as they're firmly fixed to the ground. In Psalm 55:22, it says, Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. As part of my role, I support young people with, who are um, anxious and worried by running wellbeing groups and courses to give them tools and encouragement. And these sessions are covered by prayer and some great conversations are had and steps are taken to help and support these young people to get the best out of life and not be stopped from doing things because of their worries. Worry can be such a tricky subject. For some people, worry is part of them, and to tell them to stop worrying is an unimaginable task. But God says in the verses for today that he is with us and gives us everything we need. In the New Living Translation for Matthew 6, 33, it says this, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. God will give us everything we need. We need to trust in God to help us and provide for us and watch over us. I don't think this passage means just sit back and wait for God to provide, but it does mean trusting that he will. This can be hard for us to do, but spending time in his presence and letting him strengthen us like a tea bag being left in the water to make the tea strong. That's a focus talk reference. Uh, God can strengthen us if we soak like the tea bag and spend time with him. It's also knowing that God made us special and unique on purpose. And for me, that took me a long time to realize and to work out. We don't have to be like everyone else, and we don't need to conform to what the world says. There's a poster that says this, be fierce, don't let the enemy have your peace, fight back with joy, step out in faith, and trust God. 
Now, we talk about posturizing with the young people we run sessions with, which is holding yourself like this in a power position like Superman or Wonder Woman with your hands on your hips, which gives you more confidence when you hold yourself in this way and produces more certainty in you. Um, in the same way with God, if you hold God with you, you can gain his power and he can make you more confident. So instead of thinking of Wonder Woman or Superman, think of God helping you and fighting your battles. Take deep breaths, memorize a Bible verse to say in your head, speak to a friend, pray, sing a worship song. All these things have helped me when I've been worried. We have power in the name of Jesus to overcome everything we need to overcome. Power that is so powerful, we can do anything with God's strength. In 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. In Romans 1.16 it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. And in Ephesians 3.20 it says, Now to him, I love this verse, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. The Bible is full of amazing truths about how the power of God can work and encouragements for us to lean on when we are worried. God is steadfast. He never stumbles. He's always there with us. He is the solid rock for which we stand. So even if we are stumbling, God is not. In Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. So as the band comes up, I want to end um, with some final words from this book by Max Licardo. <sighs> Phew. I said all the words. Brilliant. This book from Max Licardo called um, Anxious for Nothing. And I just want to read um, this little story from it for you as I close. Um, so he is taking a trip to Hawaii at this point. Our time on the big island coincided with a dramatic lava flow from Quilala Volcano, probably pronounced wrong, an eight-mile river of liquid fire burned a pathway to the Pacific Ocean. We and some other 2,500 people couldn't resist a visit. Driving down the chain of Craters Road, a sign invited us to tune into the park system station radio. The announcer warned us to take caution, not just of the volcano, but also the tidal wave. This is tsunami territory, the voice said. If you feel the ground shake, seek higher ground. Higher ground, in this case, was a volcano. I began to worry. When we left the car, a sign warned us of cracking earth. On it was a drawing of a man straddling an ever-widening crevice. The caption read, ground can open up at any moment. Gulp. Then we met a park ranger. If it were up to me, I wouldn't let people up here, he said. There are no trails, no lights, and this lava is 1,500 to 2,000 degrees. Not all lava, I learnt, is golden. Much of it is covered with a dark crust. 
giving it the appearance of a rock. One false step, and I could be ankle deep in boiling rock. Still we pressed on, like the explorers Lewis and Clark, we had to see the ocean. The sulphur stank, the evening trail demanded flashlights. Steam, steam spewed out of the ocean. We ventured onto the edge of the cliff and smiled for the camera. Great, I remember thinking, to one side a tsunami, to the other a volcano. A step back and I'm over the edge, a seismic shift and I'm earth bait. How did I get to this? Have you ever wondered the same thing? Of course you have. Your anxiety wasn't stirred by, vol by volcanoes or tsunamis, but by tests, heartbreaks, family drama and social media. You aren't sidestepping lava, but you're doing your best to avoid bad grades, bad choices, bad people. And in the effort can leave you worried. But there's welcome news. Your heavenly father is here to help you. You don't walk the path alone. He is a good shepherd, a good father, and a good friend. And all who follow him, him, to all who follow his lead. And by his grace, you will not only survive, you will thrive. Trust in God. He is with you, whatever is going on. Lean on him and he will give you strength. And even when we stumble, he is not. He is that firm foundation. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Shall we stand? I think we should just wait on the Holy Spirit. We all have these things in our lives that we may need to just remember to trust God with again. If you're comfortable, why don't you put your hands out like this and let God know you want to receive that power, you want to receive that grace. You want to be able to release, release that worry, cast all your anxiety onto him. So we're just going to wait on the Holy Spirit.